Hello and welcome back to the Brand Mary podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for this final episode of Q1 of 2022. Obviously, you might be listening to this episode on a different day of the year or maybe even a different year, and that's okay too. But this podcast is released on March 31st, 2022 for a reason. Last week, I talked more about auditing your biz and really taking the time as a business owner to sit in reflection after each quarter, after a full 90 days, to check in with yourself, to say, how am I feeling? What worked? What didn't work? Where am I at with my goals? How's my email list growth? What about cash revenue? And to really sit and evaluate what's been happening in your business and Anytime that I am doing that, which again is not only every 90 days, I'm doing it every 30 days in my business. And of course, at the end of every single year, it always prompts me to reevaluate my habits. If you are new here, I'm obsessed with habits. <laughs> obsessed. In 2019 and into the beginning of 2020, I read a book that I will always say completely changed my life. The book is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I talk about it quite frequently here on the podcast and just at Brand Mary in general because of the phenomenal impact that it had on my life. You know, I had always been someone who set goals and planned. That was never something that was difficult for me to do. But I also was the type of person who didn't necessarily honor those goals. I wasn't checking in on those goals and I didn't take the daily steps needed to achieve them. I would often wait till like the end of like right before I wanted to achieve it and I'd like figure things out and get as close to it as possible, but I wasn't taking those daily steps. And a few of the things, and some of which I will talk about in this episode, that I've always wanted to really make a priority is my health and my wellness because not only have I experienced a lot of health-related losses in my life of my loved ones that have triggered my desire to really care for myself, care for my body, but as an entrepreneur, I also realize that how I care for myself is going to impact how I can show up in my business and the impact that I am able to make. And as I started to have these realizations, I kind of looked in the mirror and was like, girl, your habits suck. <laughs> like you want to do all of these things, but you're not actually taking the daily actions to do them. I stumbled upon Atomic Habits. I read it. I fell in love. And well, I can honestly say my life was changed. I have given this book to everyone I love. I've recommended it to every single one of my clients. If you haven't read it, haven't read it yet, definitely check it out. So because I often talk about habits, and many of you probably see some of the habits that I have today, right? At the time of this recording, 2022, I talk a lot about my morning routine. We have a YouTube video about my morning routine. We have YouTube videos about how I plan, how I structure my days, the day-to-day -day of being a business owner and a mother and a wife and, and a woman. And you see all of these things and it might be really easy to say, oh, well, she's got it figured out. But it hasn't always been that way. And it's been a, a slow progression, but a progression nonetheless. 
And so today I wanted to pull back the curtain and share an episode that I recorded in 2020 when I was just starting to see the impact of my work. And I want to share this with you because I think it's important to take it back and look at where people started and how they've been able to continue with that implementation, myself specifically, and see the growth and the results in their business. So this is just such a fun episode to tune into to remind you that it's so easy to look at someone else online and be like, oh, well, they're doing this and they're doing this. Well, they might be at a chapter 10 when you're just starting at chapter one. And this episode was me at about chapter two. (laughs) So I'm excited to share this episode replay with you. This episode originally aired on my passion project podcast called The Beautiful Climb. I have not been releasing new episodes on The Beautiful Climb over the past year as I'm still kind of navigating what that looks like. But there are some solid gems over there if you ever want to tune in and listen to past episodes. This is one of them. And habit building has made such an impact on the success of my business that it's just so fitting to share here on the Brand Mary podcast. So again, this episode originally aired on the Beautiful Climb podcast. It was recorded in mid-2020, and it was just a few months after I had been implementing the work that I had read inside of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I hope you enjoy this look back. I hope it reminds you that We all have to start somewhere, and I hope that it motivates you to get started just changing your life, even just 1% every single day today. All right, enjoy this episode. At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling, so we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand. Market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. So a little bit about my story as it relates to habits and goal setting, because so many of you know a lot about me, and you know that I am a major advocate for goal setting. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. I goal set every year. I goal set every quarter. I make goals every single week for what I'm working on. I've got 10-year goals. I've got the whole goal shebang. And this, um, this idea of goal setting actually was something that my mom instilled in me at a very, very young age. You know, we're all really used to setting those New Year's resolutions. And every single year, my mom would have my brother and I sit down, although I really don't remember my brother actually doing this. We were very opposite. <laughs> and have note cards. And we would have to write our goals for school and, like, at home and like our friends and we would have these different note cards. And so my mom always kind of reminded me to be working towards something, to always have something, you know, a direction in which you were going. And I carried that with me for a really long time. I would always set goals. But when you compare these goals, these things that you want to achieve, these, let's just expectations, without action, you're often let down. And so I would set these goals and one of two things would happen. I would either 
just like go about my daily life, right? And check in on the goals and be like, oh, I'm kind of doing it. I'm kind of not. Or I just forget about them because I would set a goal and then that note card would get misplaced. And then the next year I'd probably write the exact same goal. And so this idea of you know, goal setting as I got older and older really became this big like go big or go home, right? If you don't if you don't reach the goal, then it was a failure. Or if you're not projected to reach the goal, right? Maybe you dedicate 30 days. This is my story with working out for like years. If I don't like do it in 30 days and it 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 doesn't happen. If I'm not consistent in 30 days, it's not happening. So I might as well just forget about it. I don't know if, if you're listening and you can relate to that, but this is something that kept popping up in my life over and over again. It wasn't the goal setting that I struggled with. It was the daily action to actually achieve the goal that I wanted to set. The other thing that is part of my story when it comes to goal setting and habits is if I didn't see results quickly, I was like, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) I don't want to do this, right? It, It almost was like it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it if I didn't see results that fast. I must alter my goal or this isn't the right time or fate take the wheel, right? Those, those different things kept coming up for me. And then In 2019, when we first started uh, traveling full-time, which you can read, read? No, you can listen um, to an episode two where I talk more about my habits and that first year of traveling as well as episode three. But I shared that I started to notice that my energy level was down and I honestly wasn't very happy and I felt really out of sorts. and, And that's when I started to think like, what can I be doing every single day that's going to support me and make me a better person? And that's when habits and in creating these habits became something that I wanted to learn and explore more about. So I am in no way an expert, but I have seen my self-care, my health, the health of my family transform in just one year after reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Now, I have talked about this book a couple times before on the podcast, in in live videos that I do as part of my weekly live stream, Mondays with Michelle. But this book really shifted so much for me. So I wanted to use this episode to share with you my big takeaways, but to also encourage you to dive into the book. Listen to the book on Audible. Read the book on your Kindle. Get the book and read it, you know, a physical book that you hold in your hand on, you know, your summer staycation because ain't nobody going anywhere. So I really wanted to point out the things that shifted for me and share with you what I did to really change aspects of my life in just a year. And to go from, while this would be a really great goal to achieve, but kind of find myself either falling short or just saying like, I don't want to do that anymore because this is hard, to achieving my goals ahead of schedule. And more importantly, and more importantly, making these small adjustments that I will see contribute 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Because the things that we do are not just about this moment in time. It's also about creating a life, right? Making changes today that will set you up for the future. And I'm a big, big fan of that. 
Now, one of the things that I learned when I started reading Atomic Habits, and that became super clear to me in beginning of 2019 when we started traveling, was that I didn't have the systems in place. I didn't have the framework in place to succeed every single day with my habits. I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. I hadn't become crystal clear on the daily actions, just what I was going towards. And I didn't set myself up for success. And that was a huge shift for me. So one of the things that James talks about in his book is the idea of identity habits. Really thinking about who you want to be every single day, not just once, but daily. And this really resonated with me because I'm always looking for ways to live the best version of my life. To, as I talked about in the previous episode on grief, where I talked about the loss of my brother to childhood cancer, that I believe the best way to honor someone's life is to fully live your own. And so every day, I'm really wanting to focus on how to be a better person. And I didn't really realize that I wasn't doing that daily in the way that I absolutely could. So James has this quote, and I'm going to read a couple quotes from the book because I'm a sucker for a highlighter and I love a good quote. And he says, changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. We know this to be true, my friends, right? Success is the product of daily habits. Not just one time hitting a goal, not just one time transformation. It's the daily habits, the daily choices that we make every single day to be the best versions of ourselves. And I love this quote because he talks about what seems small and unimportant. I mean, we think about things like waking up in the morning, right? Now, I'm not a 5 a.m. person. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to wake up at 5 a.m. If that works for you, then you do you. But that is not my jam. (laughs) But I did recognize that I was really wasting a few hours of my day that I could use to increase my energy. And it freaking sucked, right? And it was a small change. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I sat there and I thought to myself, what is waking up an hour earlier at like 7 a.m. really going to do for me? Turns out a hell of a lot. By waking up at 7 a.m., I had more time for myself in the morning. I noticed I had way more energy in the day. I could fit in some quiet time kid-free. Yeah, my son's a really late riser, by the way. So for you, it might be like 5 a.m. and I apologize. Um, I could, you know, journal and do those things that often just fit in, right? I would just do them when it was kind of, when it would fit in, when it was convenient for me rather than making a daily habit. And it seems so small, but I can tell you a year in that it's not. It's life-changing and it's remarkable, these small shifts that we can make that can give us our life back. You know, the first thing that's coming to my mind that's so not in my notes is social media. I talk about social media all the time with my clients and with my community because we waste our freaking days on social media. And I run my business with social media, but I'm not on there every day. I'm on there majority of the time, 10 minutes a day. But 
I think about people who, and myself years ago, who would spend so much time on social media but weren't aware of it because it was just part of their habit, right? But it was a bad habit. It's not a good habit. We can have both bad and good habits and we have to make that switch. So you're already, you already have a habit of being on social media all the time, but is it actually contributing to your identity, to who you want to be every single day? I'm going to guess probably not. So why not use the same amount of energy that you're using now for this bad habit and create a better one, create a good habit? Choosing to say, I'm going to limit myself to 15 to 20 minutes every single day and identify the things that you can do in place of scrolling. You know, it's not just enough to say, I'm going to do this. We have to set ourselves up for success. Now, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm not going to freaking lie. I get on these tangents. But again, I really want you to remember that success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. And that really stood out to me when I was reading Atomic Habits because I was like, okay, wow. Because I was the girl who was go big or go home. If I don't see changes right away, well, then it's obviously not working. Or thinking that like, you know, if it didn't work the first time, it's not going to work again. When every action that I might have took, even if I didn't achieve my goal, right? Let's say I had a goal to lose five pounds. Let's just use weight loss as an example because that's where our heads pretty much always go. Let's say I had a goal to lose five pounds after having my son, right? Let's say I worked out every single day and I lost four pounds. Did I not achieve anything? Absolutely not. I didn't hit my goal of five pounds. And so old Michelle would be like, well, this was stupid. I didn't reach my, I didn't lose five pounds. What the heck? This was dumb. But what I was doing was I was creating healthy habits that would then allow me to lose, oh, 5, 10, 15, whatever it was. You know, and I've shared with you guys, I gained 80 pounds uh, with the birth of my son. So, you know, weight loss and things like that over the past couple of years, being the healthiest, strongest version of myself has definitely been an area that I've had to create some really strong habits. So what tends to happen when we want to create habits in our lives and we maybe are go pig, go home, we don't achieve them, we don't recognize that these small little, you know, steps are actually leading us to where we want to go, right? The, the person that we want to be, the identity that we want to hold. Usually two things come up. Number one is maybe we see someone who has made it. Maybe we see someone who's always talking about their goals and um, all the things that they've achieved. And we instantly, because we are creatures and we are just like so good at comparing ourselves to other people, it's ridiculous. And I find myself falling in this routine a lot is we're like, well, we I didn't do that. I didn't have that success. That didn't happen for me. But what we forget is that you might be seeing that one moment, but we didn't see all of the small steps, all of the sacrifices, all of the changes that had to happen to get there. Right? And I'm not oblivious to this. I know that what you might even see from me on social media, even though I do my 
freaking best to be as transparent with you. But the reality is I can't give you my whole freaking life story in one Instagram post. So you might see one thing and be like, oh, wow, she figured it all out. She did it. But what you don't see are all of the things that I had to do to get to that point. You know, I often share the story of the first year, my first and second year in business, because I think it's important to show you that this shit did not happen overnight. This was a lot of work. This was late nights. This was um, sacrificing, you know, buying the things and hanging out with our friends. This was sacrificing, uh, you know, date nights so that I could work. This was staying up late. This was work. These were small steps. These were small habits that I had to take every single day, but we don't see that all the time. And so we start to get into this comparison that like my small actions aren't working. My small actions aren't going to get me to my goal, but I am telling you, they absolutely will. And I think this first one kind of flows into the second reason that people don't take daily action. And that is the reality that change is hard. We have come to believe that shifts, that changes, and life is supposed to be easy. We don't believe that on the Beautiful Climb podcast, right? It gets to feel good. It gets to be exciting. But those changes that you have to make can be really difficult. To look in the mirror and say, I'm not happy with myself. I want to change. I need to change. And then take daily action to change is very hard. And sometimes, oftentimes, it's easier to just continue doing what you're doing. Because the thought of having to change your lifestyle, to maybe upset your spouse, to piss your parents off, to have your kid questioning every day, wait, why are we eating something different? I want something else, can be really hard. That it's easier to just keep doing what you're doing. But the truth is, That oftentimes when we've recognized that there's something that we want to shift, we have to unlearn what we have done in the past. We have to look at the beliefs that we've been carrying and question them. We have to look at old stories that we're carrying. And that can be hard and that can be painful because you're ultimately looking in the mirror and being like, shit, I was wrong dang it, I, I, dang it, like, you know what I mean? It's like a very, very vulnerable moment to be like, oh, man, I got to change the things that are so comfortable for me. I got to change the way that I feel about this. And that is really hard to do because we don't like to be wrong. I'm going to give you an example. I like examples. So we talked a little bit about losing weight, right? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that at the end and some of the habits that I've used in my own life since reading Atomic Habits. But let's talk about medicine. Now, before you get all upset with me, (laughs) I want to remind you a little bit about my brother's story. Okay, so my brother passed away from cancer. And he, um, you know, I, I watched him fight against his body. For a very long time. 
And he used to make these jokes, right, in the hospital. He had this chemo bag, and on this chemo bag, it was, like, red, and it said, poison. I kid you not. We have a picture of it. Um, And he was like, well, this feels good, getting this in my body, right? And watching my brother in the hospital, going to the hospital, seeing this really kind of heightened my awareness of my own personal health journey. Now, I in no way when my brother passed away was like, knew what I was talking about or had done any research, but I, the awareness had started, right? And that's often what happens when we want to make a change. Something peaks our interest or peaks our awareness or something happens in our life that has us looking face-to-face at our own stories and our own beliefs. And so I started to just say like, okay, well, why is this happening? Why is this, why was this going into his body? What were the reasons that these things happened? And I started to really assess the choices that we make every single day based on what we are told. So I grew up with Pepto-Bismol in my purse every single day. I have I used to, I don't have them anymore. I used to have stomach pains and stomach problems since before I can remember. And I know a lot of you listening can relate to this. Oh my gosh, because I've had these conversations with women and they're like, oh yeah, in high school, I always had headaches or in high school, I always was cramping or in high school, like I feel like high school was like all of our like (laughs) moments. So I used to walk around with Pepto-Bismol in my purse, right? I kept it in my purse. I was always hurting. Um, And eventually... After being like, okay, this kind of sucks, I went to a doctor and I got some medicine. They didn't necessarily know that what was wrong with me, but they just said, you have IBS. Now, if anybody doesn't know what IBS is, it's irritable bowel syndrome, which is basically what you have if you, uh, they don't know what you have, <laughs> right? Um, and I know so many of you have, have probably gotten this diagnosis as well. And I want to be super clear here. I understand that medicine is important, and I understand that there are instances where you absolutely do need medicine. But for me, that was not the case. So I was in pain for a very long time. I carried Pepto-Bismol in my purse, took this medicine at night. It was disgusting. It tasted like chalk. And years later, years later, my brother passed away. I started to really think about, like, who I was listening to and what I was doing and the old stories that I was carrying with me. And and then Ben and I started dating. And one day he said, hey, why are you always in pain? Why are you always sick? Nobody had ever said that to me before. And I think I came up with some bullshit answer, but then I really started to think about it. And I was like, wait, why am I? Why? The medicine doesn't seem to be working, right? Why am I still taking this? And I started to really think, although I did not know at the time, what are some daily shifts that I can take? What are some daily changes that I can make, what I now know are habits, to improve this aspect of my life? Did I have to be in pain all the time? Had I come to believe that that was true, that that was just how you live? You're just in pain? Your stomach just hurts? You just take this medicine and then you're okay for a little while? I had taken that on as a belief of mine. 
And I think that this was a really big shift for me personally where I started to say, hold on a second. I'm going to choose something different. Now, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is because this wasn't easy. This wasn't an easy change. And this was probably the first time that I really said, okay, I'm going to make a shift in my life daily, right? I'm going to think about the person that I want to be who is not in pain all the time and, and has a lot of energy and feels good every day. And I'm going to start making those changes. And I want to share the story with you because, you guys, that started in 2009. That was 11 years ago. This is a habit that has been so hard that I've continued to stick with for 11 years. So in my own journey, what I had to do was I had to look at, I started to look at what I was eating, right? I started to say like, okay, when I eat this, I feel like shit, so I'm not going to eat that anymore. (laughs) And for me, it was red meat, which was horrible because I'm a girl from St. Louis, Missouri. We love our barbecue. I grew up where every Sunday we ate burgers and hot dogs and ribs and pork chops and all of this other stuff. So I had to undo a story that I've been telling myself of what like a happiness meal is, right? Like, you know, that meal that you eat and just makes you so happy inside and out. That was like ribs for me. Uh, I had to let go of that story. I had then to start bringing my own food to events because there was no food for me at the time. And I had to have conversations with my family about like, this is why I'm not eating it, which we all know if you've ever tried to change uh, your own beliefs, but then your family and friends carry the same story. It's such a fun conversation to have. Not being serious, totally sarcastic. It fucking sucks. And this small habit and this small change, it seems so silly, but it was really hard. And it was uncomfortable because, you know, all I wanted to do was eat the ribs. But I kept reminding myself, who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? What are these small changes? Now, that, again, was probably around 10 years ago. And since then, Ben and I have completely transformed our diets, right? And that's something else I want you to walk away with from this story is that small change, that small shift was really, really hard. But the more that I kept doing it and the better I started to feel and how I kept improving by 1%, even just 1% every single day, I started to realize all the other areas that I could create healthy habits, all the other areas that I could start improving my life. Now, again, this is, this is a health perspective, but you can use this example with everything, everything. You know, I think the biggest thing that happened for me was saying like, was holding up a mirror. I'm, gonna, I'm using that reference a lot, but it's like really, really coming through for me. But holding up a mirror and saying, is this how I want to live? Do I want to be in pain every day? Do I want to hurt like this? And again, maybe, maybe for you, it's not a small change with the diet. Maybe it's going in and if we're talking about health, it's finding a different doctor or exploring alternatives or questioning. That's the biggest thing. Questioning what we've been told that we're supposed to do. 
We don't question what we've been told enough. We don't say, okay, but why do you feel that way? Like, why is, why is that the answer? Is that the only answer to this problem? Is there something else that I could do? I want you to really think about that. What areas of your life are you going with the motions? Are you saying that, okay, it's okay. Life's okay. It's enough. You know, we talked about this in the wanting more episode where I said, it's okay to want more. It's not easy. It's really, really hard, but it's okay. And I think that wanting more is the first step. And then it's the daily habits that allow us to start to step into that new identity. There has to come a point where you want to change, where you aren't okay with the status quo or just being okay. You have to get to a point where being uncomfortable is worth it. And again, that all comes back to who do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to create? What kind of um, habits and beliefs do you want to pass down to your children? Another quote that really stuck out to me from Atomic Habits is, is this one. It is only when looking back to five or perhaps 10 years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones becomes strikingly apparent. When I look back 11 years ago, if I had not made that change, wow, I just, I just think about myself and how not just my health and wellness has shifted, but how I mother my son, how I have the energy to show up and run my business today, how that changed, although I didn't know it at the time, it seemed so small and stupid that I would just give up red meat, actually contributed to me wanting more out of life. Because when I started to question and look at the areas that were just okay, they're fine. I could keep doing it. But when I started to look at those areas and really say, but do I want to keep doing that? That that snowballed into the person that I am today. So I really want you to think about that. The habits that you, the changes that you are making are going to be uncomfortable. And for many of you, they're going to be hard. You're going to have to really challenge yourself to wake up an hour early, to eat things that make you feel good and eliminate the things that feel like crap, to look for alternative ways to live your life, to do things, to set structures and systems in place that allow you to do the things that you want to do, even if that means sacrificing some time on social media. It's hard to look at bad habits in your life. Oh my gosh, it sucks. It really sucks. Like I said in the beginning, it doesn't always feel good to be like, well, this is the area in which I'm not doing great. Uh, This is the area that is super comfortable, but I also know is making me angry and tired every day. Like that sucks, but it's so necessary. So necessary. So I wanted to give you guys some action steps that, again, are are a combination of the things that I learned in Atomic Habits, uh, which I encourage you to read because I have in no way given you all the juiciness <laughs> from this book. I'm telling you, I 
I still talk about this book a year later. It really stood out to me and resonated with me so much. And I'm going to share with you the ch- the changes that I've just made in the last year. But a couple of things that I want you to do is, number one, get the book. Number two, start to see what your triggers are. So we often create bad habits because of triggers in our lives, right? Uh, you know, I think back on my husband and um, – he used to work in retail. And so he would have like a really long, exhausting day. And he would, you know, you know, if you've been in retail, it sucks. Um, And he would come home and he would just be really quiet and want to check out and just want to like binge and watch TV and like drink a beer. You know, the trigger was like the day and, and how he was reacting, the habit that he had needed needed to shift. And so start to think about those triggers. You might not be able to change the triggers in your life, but you can change how you react to the triggers. And again, if you're doing it daily, it's become a habit. We don't think we don't think about bad habits. We just think about the good habits. You know, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode is because we hear everyone talking about good habits. Well, good habits are easy to identify. There are a lot harder to stick to, but they're easy to identify. We don't look at our lives and say, oh, what are the things I'm repeating every single day that are actually not contributing to the person that I want to be? So I want you to look at your triggers. I want you to look at uh, what you think and believe to be normal. And figure out if it's actually helping you grow. Remember, you only need to grow 1%. This is something that James talks about. 1% daily. That's it. So how are the things that you're doing, how are the things that you believe helping you become that person that you want to be? Even if it's small, tiny steps, 1% growth every single day. And I think the final thing is, who do you want to be? What type of person do you want to be? Change is possible. And so we have to first identify, and this comes back to kind of that goal setting that I love, but who's that person? What do they do? What does she do? How does she show up? How does she feel? What impact is she having? How is she with her family? What does she do every single day? And we have to ask ourselves those questions to say, to start shifting our identity and what we believe is possible for us. And then it's the daily actions that we take eliminating the bad ones, adding in the good ones that get us to that transformation. I got one more quote for you, and then I'm going to tell you the things that I've changed. This quote is my favorite, and it's, again, from Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it says, It's hard to change your habits if you never change the underlying beliefs that led to your past behavior. You have a new goal and a new plan, but you haven't changed who you are. You have a new goal and a new plan, but you haven't changed who you are. This is why this shit is not easy. This is why it's hard. (laughs) But it's worth it. I feel like I say that all the time. It's not easy. It's hard, but it's worth it. So again, I really, really want you to read this book. So let me share with you guys before we close out the podcast um, the changes that I've made in the past year. Again, I shared a story with you uh, from 11 years ago, which is so, so freaking long ago. I don't even recognize that person anymore. But for me, one of the things that I um, 
really wanted to shift in myself. And I think the, the goal that I'm always working towards is my health and wellness. It's not something I talk about a ton on social media, although I probably will start talking about it more and more because it is a value of mine and it's very, very important. And as I've shared with you, uh, I gained 80 pounds with the birth of my son. So I've always been kind of fluctuating over the place uh, with my with my weight, which is totally fine. Uh, but with Cal, I gained a lot of weight during my pregnancy. And looking back, I know that it was due to some bad habits in my pregnancy. Comfort. Oh, comfort. I love comfort food. Food. <laughs> or I didn't want to work out because it was uncomfortable, even though it really wasn't uncomfortable. I was just being, staying in my comfort zone. You know what I mean? So I've had, Cal is four years old. And so I've obviously lost majority of that weight, but uh, there are small shifts that I want to make in my own life to become strong, to become the strongest woman, uh, very physically and mentally and emotionally. And I know for me, that comes from working out. However, I had yet to make working out a habit. I just made it a goal. I was just like, I'm going to lose this much weight. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to fit in this size pants or whatever these things are, rather than thinking, how can I show up every single day and, and, grow in strength. That's really what I wanted. But I had been trained to kind of measure these outcomes in this way. So when I started to think about my identity, rather than what I looked like or what I weighed, which was bullshit anyways, and I started to think about, okay, my identity, who I want to be, is someone who is strong, someone who has energy, someone who dedicates 30 to 45 minutes to herself every day, someone who moves her body, somebody who sweats. When I started to really embody that, and again, this is just three months, you guys, this has been happening. I've worked out every single day for three months. Now, it's not that easy, right? I, I first made the shift of, of the identity, of choosing the person that I wanted to be. Not a goal that I wanted to hit, but the person that I wanted to be. And then something I learned in the book Atomic Habits was creating a habit contract. If I just read this one page, it probably would have just been enough for me. But in the book, James talks about creating a contract with yourself to stick to your habits, especially if you are the type of person that is go big or go home, which was me. And so I wrote a contract to myself and I said, I'm going to work out every single day. And I love a glass of wine. You all might know this about me. And I said, if I don't work out every day, I can't have my wine with dinner. Oh, apparently that's all I needed to do <laughs> my whole entire life. <laughs> But what's so interesting is sub whatever you want, wine, you know, read your book, I don't know, uh, lay and watch your favorite show, sub whatever you want for that. Suddenly there was some freaking weight in the game. So first I identified the type of person that I wanted to be. I had the identity behind it. I had the motivation behind it. And then I put some weight in the game. Uh, Pair that with I told everyone that I love and know that I was committing to myself. So... If Ben didn't see me working out in the morning, he'd be like, what are you doing? You don't want wine tonight? And I was like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like people were holding me accountable. So these are some small changes that I've made. So waking up an hour early, which I've shared with you, uh, has become a habit. It's so easy now. I actually wake up before my alarm. It's like nothing. Um, taking that time every single morning to work out. It's the This is literally what it looks like, you guys. And, and people have... Uh, you know, we're living with my parents right now. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, you don't need to work out today. And I'm like, get out of here. 
You know what I mean? Like it's really easy to get distracted, but you have to create this habit. You have to make these choices every single day. So every morning I wake up and I get Cal breakfast and he's allowed to watch uh, learning shows in the morning. So he'll watch Sesame Street or like an animal show. And he does that and I go immediately to change and work out. I don't brush my teeth. I don't, uh, you know, I don't make my breakfast. I don't just chill and walk around. I don't try and read a book. I don't scroll on social media. I work out. I get right into it because I know if I don't, I won't do it. And that's just a small example of the habit. And I know we're talking about working out here and I am not a health coach and I'm not a fitness coach, but I want you to take into account what I'm really telling you. I identified the person that I wanted to be. I identified the thing that I could do every single day that would allow me to be that person. Today, not not just in five years, but today. I started setting myself up for success. Right? Getting my clothes ready. Putting Cal in a routine. Doing this workout every single day. Waking up early. And as a result, my energy level has increased. I feel better. I feel good in my body. And this small daily habit has now really increased my awareness for all of my other daily habits. So sometimes it takes just one small shift. And then it's a trickle effect into all the different areas that you can improve your life. So again, I really wanted this episode to just serve as a different way to look at habits a different way to think about not just the good habits in your life, but also the bad ones. And more than anything, to really start to question what you know and believe to be true. You know, everyone is different. Everyone's body is different. Everyone's mind is different. Everyone's heart is different. Everyone's way of productivity is different. Everybody's relation. Everybody is different. And for some people, working out every single day might sound absolutely crazy, but it wasn't actually about the working out every day. It was about committing to myself every day. So fill in the blank, whatever commitment you have to yourself, but make it daily. Focus on these daily actions that you can take to improve your life and to get you to where you want to be. 